Welcome to the beginning of our series on 2 Peter. I'm Betsy Marvin, and I want to thank you for joining me for episode 64 of Moments to Ponder. As we begin, let's pause, breathe, allow yourself to lower your shoulders and release the tension of any moment you might be in. Peter is writing to those that he wrote to in his first letter, the churches across Asia Minor. In his first letter, he focused on reminding them that they are chosen and have a future in Jesus, whether Jew or Gentile. And now, as he nears the end of his life, he wants to warn them of the dangers of those who are teaching false things and have become harmful influences in their lives. We're surrounded by these same things. So as we listen to Paul as he teaches in this letter, may we take his words to heart. This letter is from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm writing to you who share the same precious faith we have. This faith was given to you because of the justice and fairness of Jesus Christ, our God and Savior. May God give you more and more grace and peace as you grow in your knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know Him, the one who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desire. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So, dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove that you really are among those God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Therefore, I will always remind you about these things 
even though you already know them and are standing firm in the truth you have been taught. And it is only right that I should keep on reminding you as long as I live. For our Lord Jesus Christ has shown me that I must soon leave this earthly life. So I'll work hard to make sure you always remember these things after I'm gone. 2 Peter 1, 1 through 15 I taught middle school for many years, and by the time a sixth grader entered my classroom, I expected them to have grown in their ability to read, to communicate, to write, calculate. This enabled us to move forward from the foundations and discover poetry and geometry, great authors and writing. If they had only learned their ABCs but never took the next step to create words and then string those words into sentences, they would have missed out on so much. Yet the foundation of the ABCs is the beginning of the journey toward the wonder of books, which brings learning and adventure ideas, and laughter. Sadly, so often in the faith journey, I see people stop at their ABCs of faith and think, that's all there is. Salvation can feel like an end goal rather than the first step toward more, but for those of us who would walk with Jesus for a while, (laughs) we know there's more. And, And don't get me wrong, forgiveness is a miracle, and I don't take it lightly. But in Hebrews 6.1, the writer reminds us, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. The basics are important, no doubt about it. And I think we can all agree that we can never lose sight of the fundamentals. But we also know that we can't stay there. We're created for growth and development physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. The foundation of faith is salvation, and it is the beginning of an adventure toward maturity. Peter, knowing that his life will end soon, is urgent in his desire to remind us all that our Christian life begins with faith, but there is a maturity and fruitfulness that we cannot neglect. And God has actually given us everything we need to live into this. You know, you might know this already, growing toward maturity, but just like the early church, it's good to be reminded. And I I love how Peter doesn't hesitate to remind them. In fact, he's pretty straight. I will continue to remind you that there is more. Peter wants his readers and us to grow in our relational knowledge of the Father and the Son so we can reflect God's character more consistently and more clearly in our lives. Here's a list Peter shares in verses 5-7. through He says, Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. Moral excellence with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with patient endurance, and patient endurance with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love for everyone. 
there's so much more to experience and learn and, and live into. And Peter lays out such a nice growth pattern in these verses. It sounds a little linear, but it's not. Yes, they are building blocks that can build the characteristics that can become a part of our life as a Christ follower as we grow up in our faith. But just like everything else, they will ebb and flow. Faith is not something that stands still in our lives. Sometimes it can feel like it. We might feel stuck, like we're treading water or coasting. But even in those times, our faith is moving. It just might be sliding, drifting. Peter's list is movement. Movement toward a deeper way of living. And we need to be careful that this isn't seen like New Year's resolution goals. They're lifelong maturing characteristics that help us see that we are becoming more like Jesus. And we only do this with the help of the Holy Spirit. We have just begun a new year. And a new year often brings the desire to reflect on the past year and dream of new hopes for the year to come. As you think of this past year, what faith steps do you see in your life? Have you grown? Are you in a different place with Jesus today than you were in January of last year? I don't ask that to bring shame or guilt, but to remind us that our faith has movement. And just like all the other areas of our lives, it takes intentionality. Unfortunately, there are many who say, I believe in Jesus, but then that's it. And Peter reminds us that there's more. Choosing faith in Christ is the beginning, and there's so much more for us to learn, experience, and share as we supplement our faith. And when he uses the word supplement, what does he mean? Think of it this way. You might take supplements like vitamins to support your immune system something like a vitamin C. We need to do the same with our faith. We need to build and strengthen into our support faith system. And just like a daily intake of vitamins, it takes intentionality and movement and effort and investment as we rely on the Holy Spirit to cultivate spiritual practices that will help us grow in our character so that through morally being excellent, we learn, and that knowledge helps us have self-control. And it goes through patient endurance and godliness and brotherly affection and love. I mean, do you hear the fruit of the Spirit in there? Peter's making it clear that this growth is by God's divine power and grace. And although it begins with faith, it grows as we learn how to live out of this work in us. We develop self-control, right? And as our self-control develops, we learn how to endure. And this helps us become more like Him and changes how we walk with others in kindness and mercy. And then the ultimate characteristic listed is love. I think it's good for us to note that love is the hard one. It takes growth in all the other areas to truly live this out. It is not easy to love everyone. We live in a world that has twisted what love can be. 
a world that pushes its agenda of godlessness and self-preservation. And yet our hearts know that there's something different we were made for. I recently saw a commercial for atheism, literally encouraging people to choose atheism. And my heart just ached with the lie that was being spoken. Peter knows that the best way to stand against lies is to continue to grow in knowledge and understanding of the truth. You have, within you, all you need to keep growing in Christ, and all that you need to know Him more and more. And the more you know Him, the more you are connected to His truth. And then the better you will recognize the lies and the twists of our world and the ways that they would love to see those of us who follow Jesus go off course. So let me encourage you today, since these virtues are already planted deep within and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus more intimately. These wonderful qualities of faith are already in you. The Spirit has given them to you abundantly. They're part of us. And as we practice them, they can become a natural way of living. After we learn our ABCs and how letters sound in words, we rarely have to sound out words any longer. Yes, there will always be new words to discover. But once we have the foundation of language, we build on it. And we find ourselves reading books that require more mature thought or new perspectives. May it be the same with your walk with Jesus. May you build on the foundation of forgiveness and grace and move toward maturity as you grow and develop in the power of the Holy Spirit. You have been given all you need. May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord. Amen.